Welcome back as we continue on with our meetings with, uh, joint meetings with our advisory boards. And I'd like to welcome the Media Communications Advisory Board this evening. And uh, please introduce yourselves and welcome. Hi, I'm Howard Hoffman. I'm the chairperson of the board. And I'd like to thank the Board of Supervisors for hosting us tonight. David Rasmack, Vice Chair. Jim Kravitz, board member. Don Herbert, Director of Public Information. Maria Pemberton, student member. So the Media Communications Advisory Board provides advice and recommendations to the Board of Supervisors on the promotion and development of all forms of media communications for the dissemination of information to the community via the government access ch uh, channel, live streaming, an online video archive, podcasts, the LED sign, the Ready Monco notification system, the township website, and various publications and social media platforms. I'm Howard Hoffman again, the chairperson. Uh, David Rasbach is our vice chair. Maria Pemberton is our student member. We're very pleased to have a student member. She's going to be a phenom attending Boston University next year. She's, I believe, vital to our board. Portia Waller, Peter Kuhn, Jim Kravitz, who's attending tonight, Bill Carroll, and Michael Cordero. Greg Wax is our supervisor liaison. Don Herbert is our staff liaison. And Tiffany Bellamy is the digital communications coordinator. Uh, our township receives a fee, uh, a franchise fee, from both Comcast and Verizon uh, because they use some of our uh, land as access for their cabling network. So you see uh, Comcast uh, year over year from 2021 to 2022 was down just a little bit. Uh, Same Verizon uh, from 2022, 2021 to 2022 was also down a little bit more. Um, this is all due to a lot of homes in our township are cutting the cable, so to speak. Uh, with all the other options there are nowadays, Roku, um, Hulu, uh, the, all the fire stick options, that we're seeing a lot more to that. Um, but even though, in general, uh, our, uh, the subscribership has not been down dramatic, only slightly, from 21 to 22. But that is the reason why, because there are homes that are cutting the cable. So Jim, let, let me just ask on that. So that that cable that comes into my house gives me telephone, internet, and my TV. So this is just the TV portion of it. We don't get anything from the internet or from the telephone. We, telephonic we, cable. we tried back in 1995, yeah. but it was it was overturned by Congress. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just really we, we got five percent of everything. It's just really <laughs> like uh, ESPN, right? Uh, yeah, right, just on the cable. If, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you look on your cable bill, you will see there is a franchise fee okay. that is on there. But it includes premium channels and everything involved with the actual 
cable. So one of the, the two franchises that we have, of course, is Verizon. And our agreement with Verizon expired a number of years ago. And we've been, you know, working to try to get that franchise agreement restored. And we've submitted a list of requests that we have. Because with the uh, franchise agreement renewals, we generally are able to recover some money to pay for some upgrades, you know, to our hardware that keeps the channel up and running. And uh, when we refranchised the Comcast agreement, we were able to even recover money for the school district. Uh, Verizon's been very slow uh, to respond to us. And uh, Tony Hamaday and Don Herbert have been working to try, along with our uh, solicitor, you know, try to get the thing back on track. In our opinion, as a board, we think, you know, Verizon is perhaps dragging their feet because they're okay continuing to pay us under the terms of the current agreement and uh, <coughs> stalling on maybe some of the other things that we're asking them for. The uh, townships is not completely wired with Verizon. There are neighborhoods within the township that can't get Verizon. And part of the original agreement was during the initial term of the agreement, the entire township was supposed to be wired for Verizon. So stay tuned. We'll, uh, you know, it's an ongoing work in progress, as they say. Um. The uh, media board uh, has been pursuing a, uh, uh, a solution to the various images that, that uh, the township has. And at first, we thought it was a design problem. <coughs> but uh, we established a, uh, a subcommittee composed of myself, Peter Kuhn, uh, Portia Waller, uh, our our student member and Tiffany Bellamy, who's who's our uh, part of our um, Don Herbert's um, uh, staff, and when we looked into it, it was more of a management problem than a design problem, because the uh, images just popped up, and without one management by the the uh, township manager or approval by the board of supervisors. It's just like whack-a-mole. It just keep popping up. So the first thing we did was request through Don Herbert uh, to, uh, to Tony a, a, a cease and desist from any new logos and also a, uh, a modification of any logo. So we kind of want to do status quo. And then we, we wanted to take a look. Next slide. Excellent. Next slide. Go. This, we have 13 different images in the township. These are just, uh, just a sample. And uh, 
Upper Merion doesn't really stand out uh, with it, and that's what we want. We want a brand established, even though we're a township. So, um, as part of the project, we have developed a request for design assistance. And um, this is going to be uh, requested of um, design studios. And we're, we're going, going to target uh, companies that have experience with townships. Uh, and we just in our last meeting, we looked at a online and we found, what, four or five right then and there. And uh, in addition to, to and what we want, we want to get some ideas. And uh, so that at the end of the process, we'll have something to, to submit to the board for next year's budget. And then you can do with it what you want. Um, another thing we're recommending is a standardized brand guide. Because there's going to be new entities. So we want to continue the standardization while, while not stifling creativity. Yeah. So that's uh, that's about it for uh, for that. In terms of staying connected with the community, it's really important to have a social media presence, especially as a township. As you can see, we've had a general increase in the following we have on our social media platforms, um, from 2.6% on Facebook to 7% on Instagram. It's been about flat for Twitter, but that's generally reflective on the migration of platforms and what platforms people will usually lean to in, towards of, in terms of following. Uh, but this is showing a general increase and representative of a good connection to our community and connecting um, information and disseminating that information to the people that need to see it. Are there target numbers or percentages of community residents that we should be looking at for that minimum levels? What, in it, terms of demographics? Yes. I mean, should we be looking? In theory, would be would our optimum number be 7% of all residents on Facebook and 11% on Twitter? Are, are there any metrics? You mean as it compares statistically to the rest to of other, the nation? To other communities of yeah, our size. That yes. is probably something we should, yeah. we, we should look that's at. That's a great question. Yeah. It is a good question. Let's see if we can get there. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's our gorilla. <laughs> you said she's the she's she's our great support. Yeah, Instagram um, has a feature where you can see which areas your primary followings are. So we can get those that information. Facebook does too. You can see where your followers are. So you can not only breaks down your followers but uh, by location, but it breaks down followers by uh, demographic as well. What are you starting at Boston University? <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully she's going to stay with us on uh, on Zoom during yes, the term school year. We're we're hoping that's going to happen. That would be wonderful. I don't think any other students that have been involved with our citizen boards have done that actually. That they thought that they would stay in touch a bit, but once they go off to school, they don't. So if you do that, you'll be a pioneer in that. <laughs> it's really first. important so, to yeah. stay connected. I hope you do. She's been a great addition. We appreciate uh, her being with us. If she's over 18, she could be a regular member and not just a uh -huh. student member. 
So wait a second. How close are you to being over 18? I'm over 18. You are? Okay. Yes. Well, there you go. Okay, I'm going to retire. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You're not going to you're going to be attending movies after you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She just can't vote. And the library is going to have a new service for that. So. Because she, her application is what created the student position on the board. Prior to her applying, the media board didn't have a student position. So she already broke new ground doing that. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Ready Monco communications or notification system. We, we got uh, hooked up and subscribed to that um, this past year, and we are sending out uh, emergency alerts and community events. Uh, residents can go on the Ready Monco site and create a, a profile, and they can either subscribe to the emergency notifications, or they can subscribe to the community events, or they can subscribe to both. So if you just want emergency alerts, you don't have to get the community events, but you can get both. So that's, um, uh, we found it to be useful. We've gotten some reactions, and um, so it's, it's something we're going to continue using and, and try to expand upon. So we are looking to um, upgrade the LED sign. It, the current sign is a very low resolution. It's going on eight years old. It's out of warranty. Um, so anytime something fails, it's, it's, it's costing us money. Um, so we're, we're working on getting proposals now for more, uh, like higher resolution, brighter, uh, different software. So it will, and we're also, the seal that you see there is not illuminated, so we're looking to upgrade to have it uh, illuminated so you can actually see it at night. Um, so we're in the process of communicating with multiple different vendors to get pricing and features and things of that nature. So once we go through that process, then the media board will come to the supervisors with a recommendation. If you're going to illuminate that seal, are you gonna make sure first from the media board that you're keeping that seal, <laughs> and you're not going to change it. No, no, the seal's not going anywhere. Okay. I'm pretty sure the media board will approve that seal. <laughs> 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 the recommendation will be on that. As part of the design request, they're going to get a, a uh, copy of the seal. The seal has to be incorporated in, in all images. Okay. Okay. Since you just showed that sign, I also have mentioned to the media board, the media board knows I feel this way, and I think most members of the media board feel this way too, and that it is time, in my opinion, for a substantially similar sign on the other side of the township, and I also believe there's, uh, it is time for um, some type of LED sign at the community center, and uh, if you drove past the community center this evening, not only do you have the regular sign that's there, but you also have underneath it, uh, Earth Day and something else and something else, mm -hmm. and these signs are enormously yeah. effective ways of letting people know what's going on in the community, and um, at a relatively, what would only I only describe it as a, a nominal cost per message displayed. Mm -hmm. So we've gotten a lot of um, feedback on activity. Saw that job posting on the LED sign. 
um, the senior centers always telling me about how their like their big bingo was attended because people saw it on the LED sign. There's a lot of things that the community knows about. If you remember when we were originally out there testing the sign, not this, but we had like a portable sign that mm -hmm. we brought in just to test. Yeah. Yeah. We had yeah. somebody drive by and say, hey, this is great. I didn't know about, I guess we tested with like a library, event, yeah, a magic yeah. show, I think. We, we actually, yeah, I made up a yeah. couple of slides that were actual coming events and somebody saw the library's magic show and said, oh, that's cool. Is that coming up? <laughs> I can speak to that. That was where I saw initially to join the board. And yeah, I didn't know the board existed, so that's wow. how I found out about it. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the work we did on, on that sign really has proved to be uh, uh, beneficial because I can remember Greg and members of the board in my car driving around to see if we could see everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, walking up and down Henderson Road, and it's really yeah. remarkable that you can see the sign clearly. Even though it's only a two-phase sign mm -hmm. in all four directions, yes. it's just the way you the can. roads meet and where yeah. the sign is placed. Yeah. The way we configured it, it's a wedge, it's a uh, like a V configuration. Yeah. So we made sure that one side accommodated two approaches and the other side accommodated the other two. Now this is this is a twenty-pitch sign, which the higher the number, the lower the resolution, and we're looking at eight or nine for the for the replacement, which. I mean, if you do the math, that's probably five times higher in resolution, like photographic almost to that level. Yeah, the technology has not only brought the cost down, but the, you know, the resolution quality way up. You would probably have um, access to more images then that you could put up there. Every once in a while, there's like a flag that comes yeah. up there that you'd be able to really um, showcase. I'm looking forward to having more intricate messages. Um, I was driving past one. East Snarden uh, Fire Company just put in a sign. And um, I'm going to contact them and find out who put it in for them. But they have photographs displaying on them now. I wouldn't have trusted our existing sign because you wouldn't be able to see the details. No. Right, correct. Do you want to just say something about what we're looking at or we are exploring what uh, Supervisor Wax talked about, uh, other locations for that? Uh, we, well, we've yeah. been having extensive conversations yeah. and searching for uh, second and third locations for additional signs, but they're kind of they're, they're challenging. Yeah. There's, um, We've looked at we've looked at River Road for one. There's, it's always the, the question is what is available for us to actually be able to put a sign on that we own the property, and then what is the type of traffic that goes? We, we're looking at traffic counts to see how many cars go by, and we also want to know are they just motorists that are moving in and out of the township and not necessarily interested in our messages? Mm -hmm. If they're just coming in and leaving. One property um, we have down off of River Road where 320 comes in, I'm not, it's not a residential area. I don't think we have not a lot attracts. of residents coming and going there. We would really like to be over near Roberts Elementary or something in that area, but we don't own any property over there. Other than but, the K. But, but well, I don't think your traffic, counts, your traffic counts are not going to be as significant mm -hmm. in those two spots, even for flow-through traffic, as they would be, for instance, at, at the intersection of... Golf and Henderson, and and I was going to mention this that yeah. Cranberry Township has a joint agreement with a commercial property for their primary municipal sign, 
and I think we'll probably see some cranberry people next uh, next week. Yeah. And I think we can probably talk to them about how they orchestrated that. Mm -hmm. But that roadway, just from my experience, has got to have ten times the the yeah, traffic so and, and including people. Location, there's a uh, uh, a daycare right there. That on, if, we, on point, if yeah. we could work something out, that would be. Either on the medical building site yeah. is where I thought of. Exactly. Right? Um, and, and I think that we could probably come up with some kind of a joint agreement like Cranberry did uh, for the one there. Just, we just have to find out. Oh, that's an ideal out. location. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we had discussed and looked at the uh, White Marsh Township put a sign up near, um, I guess, Germantown Pike and Joshua. Yeah, the corner. And they're, it's actually sitting on the golf course, the corner of the golf, golf course property. So they have an agreement with the golf course. I don't know what the agreement is, whether it's a, you know, a handshake or a dollar a year or something, but uh, they have a memorial on their own property across the street. So they put the brand new sign. They just started using it beginning this year in that location. I'm just thinking of the corner of North Gulf Road and First Avenue, uh, where the new golf Okay. Places. That's another. Um, yeah. And it's right near Valley Forge Park, mm -hmm. um, and the casino, and a lot of visitors uh, come to town there. I know, but a lot of people also come in and out of there down 422. Have yeah. you looked at that location at all? Who owns that? Uh, Top Golf. Top Golf. No, no, there's not Top Golf. Top Golf Parcel. Top Golf Prime owns the oh. last. The, the, yeah, the corner, that corner piece. Yes. So that would be Undeveloped something if they came parcel. to develop. One of the things, you know, Don and I have been talking about at different locations because the media advisory board is looking around, especially on that end of the township, is we have to be careful too because we don't want to, we need to, as Supervisor Janoway said, we will probably have to have some type of leasehold right. for that because yeah. we want to be careful we don't go into that off-site advertising yeah. dilemma. Where we don't own a piece and that opens us up to you know something that we may not want in terms of billboards or monument signs there are also significant legalities in regards to yeah. township acquiring the land for signs mm -hmm. on, on private property yeah so these are a lot of the challenges that we yeah. have that's, why, that's why the one here was easy and the one anywhere else is going to be much harder because yeah, we own the land in a perfect land. place and elsewhere, we don't own the land in what would be perfect place. One of the, our big pieces of land right across from the SEPTA station on Golf Road, but it's in such a location where, yeah. you know, it may not be the best, you know, location, not only where, you know, for visibility, but even topography. I drove, I did a site survey driving past that site, and I felt a little bit... Just trying to figure out what, whether or not it would work here. I felt a little <laughs> bit uh, scared driving and trying to figure it out and trying to pay attention where I was on the road. And it wasn't even very yeah, high traffic. I, I go that way a lot. And you go around the curb and then you're there. Yeah. And if you're driving the car, <laughs> you don't you want to, to do pay attention somebody to that. reading our sign and not realizing somebody had somebody stopped in front of them. Set yeah. the stage. Yeah, that's yeah. the perfection of the Valley Forge Henderson sign that you're sitting at a traffic light and you have moments to be able to read. And that's a long way, too. Yeah. yeah, yes, yes. Well, worth pursuing. So the township has many publications 
Uh, one is Township Minds. It is now in a digital format, and it's released twice annually, and um, it is le much less expensive, you know, to produce than the printed version of it. One of the advantages of the digital version is there's a lot of links in there that send you to additional information. Um, now this one just got released. You might notice it's the farmer's market, new location, and uh, once you get into the document, it links you to the website, um, which a printed document just can't do that. And then we have the e-newsletter, which comes out every Friday, and it's had uh, uh, from 2022 to 2023 a 3% increase in its uh, its number of subscribers. So it's working for us as well. The website, which was which was redesigned a few years back, is actually getting 27,476 uh, individual people coming to it each month, which uh, is rather successful for us. Um, also available online, and we also print out copies, is the welcome packet for new residents, and that's updated on a regular basis whenever any of the information changes. Um, but you can get that um, on the website, or we keep copies out here at the administrative receptionist. And if we get a specific request, just to somebody can't make it into the building, they would like us to drop one in the mail to them, we will do that as well. So the um, uh, UMGA TV produces a lot of content, and we try to make ways to get to it. Um, a lot of variety, so um, you can you can see us on on cable if you haven't cut the cord yet on Comcast Channel Twenty Two or Verizon Channel Twenty or Channel Thirty Three. Um, we also live stream our program ch uh, signal on the website, so anytime you want to go and just click on that window and watch what we're, we're broadcasting at that moment. And then also, uh, we maintain a Vimeo site where most of our programming gets uploaded and you can watch it on demand anytime you want and anywhere you want. We've had, we actually had one of our officers that was stationed uh, overseas and he, I asked him what, if he had a chance and he clicked on several of the shows and watched them while he was over there. And I was like, okay, just wanted to do a little demographic <laughs> survey. So he thought it was cool because he said it really gave him a, a touch of home while he was away. Now we've created, over the years, the past couple of years, we've created several uh, podcasts. So like every board meeting gets put out on a, on a podcast. When we do our community connection show, we put them out as podcasts. Um, so all, all those are, are out there in one, you know, all those are podcasts that are available to listen to currently. So every year we, the 
PSATs, which is for the townships of a of the second class, holds an annual uh, communication contest, which we enter. We've done very well in the past several years. Uh, this past year, we did okay. Um, we did get a first place for cable TV programs for our various marketing videos. Um, so um, we're very proud of that. I, I, I you know, I, I honestly, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> Disappointed in first place? You've got to realize that the bar is so high because three times in the last five years or six years, we've won first place communication overall mm -hmm. amongst all second class townships in the Commonwealth. Okay. So this year, we just finished first place in one category. Now, at the media board, I, I have joked that, just joking, Don, Don is skipping a little bit because I like to give him a little guff, but the truth is, that the award we received this year and in previous years is because of the outstanding effort of the PIO office, including Don Herbert, along with guidance from the MCAB. So it's nothing to, to say, okay, you did a great job as always. I, I just must have this thing on my party that says, pick on me. <laughs> no, no, we still produce a lot Absolutely. of really good content. Nothing to feel bad about. And it's also true that PSATS does have a history of liking to pass this award around. So, right. And I also think, I mean, we, we used to submit a lot of stuff. And then I think because of that, they said three in each category. That's it. So then we have to pick which we think is our best three or which ones they're going to think are the best three or, you know, best topics or whatever. But, um, too much, too much. But that... But I'm, I'm very proud of the work we do and the staff and, and the efforts that they put in. And, and I, you know, our job is to get the information out to the residents. Um, as whatever the township has to share and whatever we think is going to serve their needs, that's our job. And I think we do a great job of it. Don also is not going to tell you that he would also ask the board to move forward with a new building because his certificate wall is full, so he needs to <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, don't know. Yes. I thought he wanted a state-of-the-art yes. studio. If you build yeah. a wall bigger than my no. awards, the staff's awards, you're going to have a pretty good township building. But we, <laughs> I, we actually have certificates that we don't have. I haven't bought frames for them yet because we don't have room for them. And we have a sample of his work coming up soon. The staff's work. Yes. So this this compilation is just a just a just a sampling of some of the stuff we've done in the past year. We we can't we couldn't possibly put like everything in there. We'd be here all night. So you know. Hello and welcome to this edition of Community Connections. I'm your host Chuck Curlin. Today we are with the Upper Marion Area Community Covered. There's no one is digging into your situation. If you need food, please come. That's we want to help. And, and I, I, the other thing, I know you ask for volunteers too. Is there any type of qualifications? So I got to ask before I get started here, how many Phillies fans we have? Everybody Phillies fans? All right. Are they playing right now? Anybody know? They are playing. Zero, zero. All right. So any Mets fans here? I was just going to say, I hope you guys have, have fun watching the Phillies in the playoffs. <laughs>
Gilbert Marion Township Community Fair and Fall Fest is just a great event for our residents to be able to come out and meet their friends and neighbors. Hi, I'm Lauren Dare. I'm the chairperson for the Upper Marion Farmers Market Advisory Board. Welcome to the 13th season of our Farmers Market. We're located behind the township building at 175 West Valley Forge Road. And good afternoon again, everyone. A, a very warm welcome to all of our veterans, families of veterans. John M. Janowski, U.S. Marine Corps, Vietnam War. Linda D. Katarnik, U.S. Army National Guard, Global War on Terror. The Fall Fun Festival is a family-friendly event held at Norview Farm during the weekends in October. It is presented by Upper Marion Township. Upper Marion Township has a gem of a property in Norview Farm, which is nine and a half acres of preserved open space. Good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is Tony Hamaday. I'm the township manager here in Upper Marion Township. I want to extend to you a warm welcome uh, to our grant recipients, uh, our scholarship uh, winners and their families. Uh, Ms. Avalon Leach is the General Von Steuben Scholarship winner. She's been awarded a $10,000 grant. She'll be at Temple Owl next year. She's very excited about going into the city to attend college. Supervisory Special Agent Don Asper, Special Agent Sarah Cardone, two tremendous Upper Marion detectives, Brendan Doherty, Andrew Rathfun. Hi, I'm Kevin Steele, the District Attorney of Montgomery County. Hi, I'm Fran Wheatley, Chief of Police with Upper Dunham Township Police Department and the current President of the Police Chiefs Association of Montgomery County. Our Montgomery County Youth Aid Panel Program, or YAP as it's known, has been in existence for more than 20 years. So the staff members that are responsible for all that content, the website and the social media and the videos, uh, I'm Don Herbert. Tiffany Bellamy is our digital marketing and communications coordinator. Jerry Batimo uh, is our sponsorships and community engagement coordinator, and the, P the UMGA part-time staff is Jeff Raninsky, Andrew McBride, Sean Sealer, and, and Brian Hendricks. And those guys have been here for years and are a dedicated crew that really put their heart and soul into everything that we do. Um, I do also want to go back to the video for a second. I want everybody to realize that was last year's content. And there's a mention in there about the farmer's market being at the township building. 
and it's not going to be <laughs> this coming uh, May. Just to make sure that nobody's confused about that. Thank you, Don. And that's our presentation. Thanks, Don. Okay, we'll wrap this up quickly. I don't know if the uh, board has any comments or questions. Um, thank you for all and the one, one oh, shout out. One, for one shout out. Yes. Um, since we've organized the reorganized the fire and EMS department into the public safety department and consolidated the volunteer fire companies in with the career staff, Don and his team have been very helpful in helping us with the website, doing the photographic work uh, to build the images for that, but more importantly, taking the mandatory training sessions that we have to do and converting the files that we give him putting them into Vimeo so we can then put them on our website so that our team has access to them 24 hours a day, seven days a week, so that whether or not the career staff's working, they can go back in on their next shift and take the class. If the volunteers aren't available, they can do it at home or at their leisure. So I just want to throw a shout out on behalf of uh, Fire and EMS for, uh, for well, doing that for us, Don. We do, we do a lot more than you see, like, you know, obviously out there in the public. We, we support Freedom Hall and the AV stuff in there, things that the public doesn't generally see because that's a private link. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that we do that's not overtly out there visible in the public. So thank you for mentioning that, Bill. Well, you're definitely the gateway in the face of, of the township, that um, you are the reason people can communicate back and forth with us and see what we're all about. So kudos to you for that and for doing it so well. That, um, yeah, you are, you're our gateway. So. And as you were able to see when we, you know, showed our, uh, our mission slide and our purpose, we've added so many more modes of communications. I mean, we were sitting there preparing that slide at our last meeting, <laughs> and we ended Just up adding like five more things that we do this year that we didn't do last year. So... It's probably hard to narrow down to like, okay, we have a limited time. Let's go. Yes, probably was hard to figure out what you're going to put on there. Well, thank you very much for the presentation. We greatly appreciate you and appreciate the information that you supplied and keep us informed as you're getting into these development, developing projects, the signage, etc. Thanks, Thanks for you. having us. Thanks for having thank us. You. Thank you. And at this time, we will take a brief recess as we wait for our final or to present to us this evening. Thank you.